0: Hi there, I'm Michael Clark, and he's Mike Pereira. Together, we're the hosts of Mid-Credit Scene, a podcast about movies. And this is a Mid-Credit Minute, kind of bonus mini-episode where we talk about big important things, like snacks, double features, and more. If you had the opportunity to program a double feature at one of our local independent cinemas. What two movies would you choose and why?
1: Yeah, so I had to think about this one. Since I'm here for science, it had to be mad science, but I wanted to keep away from the quantum stuff. Yeah. So if I had to do like a mad science double feature, I think we got to start with Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind.
0: hmm. Beautiful. Mad
1: science that you don't usually think about as mad science. Everyone, the romantic angle is the heart of that movie, but there is some wacky mad science going on around it. Love it. You could completely get rid of the central romance of the movie, which is amazing. Don't get rid of it, but you could completely get rid of it and have this incredible mad science movie about what's going on with Mark Ruffalo and Kirsten Dunst and Tom Wilkinson and Elijah Wood. And it'd be amazing in its own right. Uh, so I think that's a good one to get us started on mad science. And then night gets a little later let the couple beers set in, and throw on Reanimator, and then I think we're in a good spot.
0: Yup, Jeffrey Combs can't yeah. can't beat Combs. That's <laughs> I have a, I have a, a, a funny story about Eternal Sunshine uh, that came out when I was in my senior year of high school. And my English teacher was obsessed with it. He saw it like four times in theaters uh, to the point where he organized a field trip for our class to go see it in the middle of the day. And uh, he, like we were alone. It was just the however many, 24 of us in a theater. We watched it. And um, I remember the lights coming up at the end and uh, this kid sitting behind me. And his his analysis of that entire film was fucking frodo man what an <laughs> asshole love it <laughs> and I, wrong. I i cannot i, I mean eternal sunshine a wonderful movie and i cannot watch it without hearing clayton rego in my right ear saying fucking frodo man i also can't watch the lord of the rings without hearing him say that it's just it's tarnished elijah wood for me for the rest of my life
2: wow everything you see Sin City fucking Frodo.
0: It's just a little <laughs> just it's it's I don't have an angel and a demon on my shoulder. I just have a dumb kid I went to high school with just a floating head that every once in a while just fucking Frodo, man, just whispers it in my ear. That's
2: awesome. That's a good pick though. Those are good picks.
0: Yeah. Reanimator. Like Reanimator is a movie that I am constantly shocked that they haven't rebooted yet.
1: Surprising as heck. It's it's like, right there.
0: The yeah. IP is is so wonderful. I, people, I think, are afraid of Lovecraft, but like there were like yeah. half a dozen reanimators throughout the eighties yeah. and nineties. Like it, it's established and it's so easy. It's mad scientists, goo, dead bodies. Like it's yeah. easy. Lovecraft's a
2: tricky one. I feel like it, you know reviving Lovecraft really vocally at this point, though, would probably mm-hmm. be tough because, but because he was like virulently racist and and. Yeah.
0: If Guillermo like, del Toro couldn't do it, I don't know if, if anyone else could pull off a, a straight up adaptation of this. But, but like Reanimator, you could at least separate from most of the Lovecraft stuff.
2: You can. I don't think a lot of people actually associate it with it. And yeah. I mean, they did do Lovecraft Country. So. And the yeah. Hellboy movies are out. So I, maybe maybe you could do it. But
1: color color I, Out of Space, relatively recently, really strong. Lovecraft adaptation, it, it, yeah. separating the art from the artist there is doable.
2: It, yeah. is, it is doable. And that is a story, if you've ever read it, I would have honestly said was unadaptable. I mean, it, it's it's a color. It's literally <laughs> that's all it's described as. It's I don't know if you've ever read it. It's, <laughs> it's a good story. Uh, it's an interesting story, but uh, I mean, every you know, it was funny. A buddy of mine w- w- years ago, we were both Lovecraft fans, and uh, not the the person, just the stories. But um, we uh, he was like, oh, yeah, the problem with this is like every like, especially the novels, or the longer novellas and stuff. He's said like, they're all the same, right? It's like, oh, I'm I'm in a library, I'm doing research. Oh my god, I've stumbled across some horrible secret. It's so horrible, it's horrible. I can't tell you what I've discovered in this basement. I've gone mad. <laughs> And that's pretty much where it ends. <laughs>
0: like, I mean, as a writer, it's a great shorthand. Yeah. Like, oh, this thing that I've decided to describe—it's undescribable.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Uh, yeah, anyways. Pay me money. <laughs> if yeah, no, I mean, those, that's a, that's a great back to back, and I like it because, like, uh, you know, there's this temptation with double features to make the, the films really similar. Um, whereas those two films are are really unlike. Yeah, except in this sort of idea, like you say, of of, of kind of mad science that unites them. So that's that's super cool. I love that.
0: To hear more, listen to Mid-Credit Scene Podcast on Midtown Radio or wherever you get your podcasts.